At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Sports Betting Network. It is hour number three of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And hour number three means that it is officially midnight Pacific out here in Las Vegas and in the entirety of the Pacific time zone. And that means that everyone in the continental 48 states is now finding themselves on a Sunday. And that means that it is an NFL Sunday. Here in the final hour, we're going to be going hard and heavy on the NFL betting board. And along the way, I am going to be giving you guys a little bit of Something when it comes to college basketball as well, because I've got my New York Post play that I wind up hitting. That'll be in the final segment, so have no fear if you want to missing that in hour number one. We're going to be refreshing that for you, and then if you follow along at GNNR and Scorty 1, we're going to be obviously giving that out to you a little bit as well once that wind's getting posted up online since it runs in papers and well, the New York Post in print form, not quite out yet. So we've got you all covered there, but how about if we start by looking at a game that I've been intrigued by all week with regards to the NFL, and I don't understand why the move money is moving the way that it is. How about if we take a look at Ravens versus Browns? The Browns open up a relative pick in this game. You're now finding them as a three-point favorite. Now, when it comes to the three, you're going to be finding them with more around the even money, minus 105 juice, things like that, but you're also finding this total at a 42.5, and I just don't have any faith in this Browns team right now. I do recognize that this is a... Ravens bunch that has been dealing with a couple of injuries in the secondary. Anthony Everett, I know that, has been dealing with a little bit of an ailment. He seems to be questionable for this game. But you do take a look at this spot when it comes to the Browns. And I can't bet on this Browns team with Baker Mayfield right now, quarterback in his current form. When Baker Mayfield is fully healthy, I'm not going to say that he's terrific or anything like that. He's not an anti-air quotes here. Only quarterback. I know that back in the day when there wound up being all those talks about Joe Flacco. It always seemed like that word came up. And I think that Mayfield might be a little bit comparable to Joe Flacco with that regard. But I mean, you take a look at this Browns team. And in recent weeks with Mayfield playing with the injury, I mean, you give him credit. He's doing everything that he can for his team. But the efficiency hasn't been there. He's had three interceptions in the last three weeks for this team. The offense has really been stalling. They have scored 13 points or fewer in now four either last five games. You take a look at the last time these two teams wound up meeting up. It was towards the back half of November. And that was a game in which the Ravens wound up winning 16-10 to 10. now. I do think that we're going to see a little bit more scoring in this game because Lamar Jackson wound up being able to get the W for that Ravens team despite the fact that he wound up throwing four interceptions in the game. I fully expect Lamar Jackson to be a little bit better. I just have a lot of faith in John Harbaugh in general. And I do think that Jackson has had 
his slip-ups this year, but I feel like he's had to be in a spot in which he's had to make just plays in general because he doesn't have a lot around him. It's one of those cases in which I always like to use this phrase when it comes to college basketball. Bad shot for insert guy here is better than a good shot for one of his teammates. I feel like that's been the way that it's been for Lamar Jackson as well. A bad play for Lamar Jackson is better than a good play for some of his other guys as well. But you do take a look at this Ravens team. I think it's going to be very key is Devontae Freeman being able to get a little bit of something going on the ground for this Ravens team. Certainly one that was picked up pretty much midseason because they just had all the ailments out there in the backfield. And he doesn't even need to be great. This is someone that has given the team 3.7 yards per carry or fewer in each out of the last four weeks. But he just needs to be able to give that added dimension. Make a Browns defense that has been relatively solid this year. Respect the ground game. And I think that he's going to be able to do just enough to be able to do so. When it comes to this Ravens defense, they themselves have a lot of guys that are going to be terrific up front. Now, the Marlon Humphrey injury, I do think it's something that is worth noting, but you still got Patrick Queen and company up there in that front seven that I think are going to be some game wreckers in this game. They know that Baker Mayfield's injury, that May Baker Mayfield is injured. I think that they're going to do a good job of being able to come at them. And when it comes to guys out there on the outside, you've had Hollywood Brown have his drop issues towards the beginning part of the season. He seems to have shored those up a little bit. Jarvis Landry, the last time these two teams wanted to play, he was able to go off for 100 yards, but you've got David Njoku who's going to be out the fold for the Cleveland Browns as well. I think that that's going to be a little bit of an issue. He's dealing with COVID-19 protocols, so I do think that that is going to be taking a little bit out of the sales of the Cleveland Browns. Now, if I look at this total, I don't have as much on it because you have seen this thing dip to now a 42 and a half. If anything, I'd be taking a look at the under, but when it comes to trying to identify a money line underdog that I like with regards to the NFL this week, it is the Cleveland or it is the Baltimore Ravens. I just don't have a lot of faith here in the Browns. I have no idea why this line keeps going up and up and up. Now seeing some threes out there. I mean, I could easily take the three, but I don't think I'm going to need it. I think that the Ravens wind up winning this game outright, so I'm going to take a look at a plus 120, a plus 125 with the Ravens, and I'm going to be diving in on them on the money line. How about if we stay out there in the AFC, and how about if we stay out there with the 10 o'clock a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern window? We're going to be going to the Las Vegas Raiders and Kansas City Chiefs game. you got the Chiefs finding themselves as a 10-point favorite, darn near across the board right now. And your Tarlons game, you're finding it between a 47.5 and a 48. We remember what wound up happening the last time these two teams wound up playing. It's really the only time we've seen the Kansas City Chiefs offense look really stout the last two months. And I think that you could wind up seeing a repeat. I've been very much an advocate for taking unders in the NFL this season. Going into Thursday night football, going into this week in general, 57% of NFL games have gone under, but I just think it's a case in which you do have Patrick Mahomes having the card of the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders were able to go into Arrowhead last season, and they were able to get a win. I think that that is fresh in the mind of Patrick Mahomes. I think that he's going to do everything possible to make sure that that is not the case. And you've got a Raiders team that they themselves, I think, are going to be able to put a couple points up on the board now. They are dealing with the injury to Darren Waller. He's going to be out of the fold. That winds hurting them. But you also take a look at Patrick Onwasar along with Denzel Perryman. They're going to be out of the fold on the defensive side of things, along with Carl Nassib, who's been out for quite a while. So that, no doubt, winds hurting them a little bit. When it comes to Kansas City Chiefs, I think it's really going to be the key for this offense is that you remember when they were really successful last season, two seasons ago, Sammy Watkins was really a good complimentary piece to Travis Kelsey along with Ty- along with Tyree Kill. You now don't necessarily have that guy that's able to contribute because Miko Hardman just has not been able to do a good job as the number two wide receiver. Brian Pringle, he is giving the team darn near nothing. I mean, they've kicked the tires on Josh Gordon, but I mean, man... Talk about a guy that wound up having a lot of a lot of promise that never wound up coming to fruition. That certainly is the case with him, but when it comes to this Chiefs team, what I think is very good for this team is having back Clyde Edwards Lair, someone who's been dealing with ailments all season long. Even at wound up dealing with them a little bit more towards the last few weeks in general. It seems like he's getting healthier and healthier. He wound up having that game a few weeks ago against the Dallas Cowboys in which he was able to find the end zone. I think that that's going to be really big because with the Chiefs, they always have been a little bit more pass heavy, but at the same time, you just need, like I was saying with the Ravens, the defense who have to respect the run to be able to Put a little bit of stock into that. That just takes the pressure so much more off of these wide receivers. It prevents double teams on guys like Kelsey, on a guy like a Turi kill. So I think that that's going to be critical. What is going underreported with the Chiefs as well, how good the defense has been. We just see it year in and year out with 
teams that are coached up by Andy Reid. The defense always starts out lackadaisical. It starts out really bad. I mean, we weren't talking about this defense being bad. We were talking about it being historically bad. And all of a sudden, it has looked very solid out there in the secondary. These guys have done an absolutely terrific job. Frank Clark, I know, was dealing with a little bit of an injury towards the beginning part of the season. He's been able to do a little bit of a better job recently. So I do think that he's going to be able to do a little bit more when it comes to the team. He hasn't necessarily been healthy for the entirety of the season. But I do take a look at this spot, and I do think that the Kansas City Chiefs do present good value here. I think that this is the week in which the offense is really going to be able to bust out against a Raiders team that they've been good for overs the last few years because in the last few years, the Raiders, they wind up sticking a lot of capital when it comes to drafting defensive players in the draft. The problem is they wind up reaching for them. I have no idea who is right now managing the talent and scouting of this team, but it has not been good with regards to their defensive draft picks. And when you do wind up having so many injuries as well with the front seven with Denzel Perry, men and company dealing with injuries. It just makes a bad situation worse. So I do take a look at it. I'm certainly taking a look at the over when it comes to the spread. I think the chiefs should be able to cover 10. I feel a little bit less good about that rather than the over because you could see the Raiders even without Darren Waller be able to find some offense. Zay Jones has been able to do a solid job of being able to catch some balls for the team. Josh Jacobs, when he's been fully healthy, has been relatively solid throughout his career. He's a guy that's been dealing with some injuries, but has found the end zone in each out of the last two games that he's played in. So I think that he should be able to give this team a little bit of a boost. So if I'm looking at an over, I'm certainly going to be taking a look at one when it comes to Raiders versus Chiefs. A lot of these games, by the way, are involving teams that I'm not necessarily so bullish on their offenses. This is a game in which I'm just not bullish on the team in general. I recognize the Washington football team as they will rip off some wins and they're putting themselves in postseason position, but I don't see them being able to get a win in this spot. You got the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington football team that's going to be doing battle in our nation's capital. And when it comes to Washington, you're finding them as a four and a half point underdog. Total on this game, you're getting it at a 48. When it comes to this total, I do take a look at this one a little bit more to the over as well, but I think that the Cowboys should be able to cover the five. When it comes to the Cowboys, what has been really intriguing about this team is that they've got all these offensive numbers, but they really haven't had their receiving core healthy for the entirety of the season. I think that there's something out there in which all three of the guys that are their main wide receivers, that would be C.D. Lamb and all the other guys, they have only been healthy and out there for three games this season. Now you got Michael Gallup along with Cooper being able to join C.D. Lamb. So I think that's going to be really critical for them. And when it comes to this game as well, you do have a little bit of an injury that Tony Pollard is dealing with. So you do want to note that he's going to be, it seems like about as true of a game time decision as possible. If he does wind up being out, it's a something that I would make worth maybe a half a point myself, but even if he's out and deducting that half a point, I still see good value here with the Cowboys. I still think that they should be able to win this game by a touchdown if he doesn't wind up going, so I feel confident there. Ezekiel Elliott has been able to do a relatively solid job in the backfield, and obviously got one of the best offensive lines in football. Now, when it comes to the defense, you certainly have your deficiencies when it comes down to it. My Micah Parsons has been able to do a great job for the team. Trayvon Diggs just seems to catch a little bit of everything, and when it comes to Washington football team, Taylor Heineke, he's one right now been just committing a lot of turnovers in general. It is official that you're not going to have Brian, Brian Fitzpatrick for the rest of the season, but we have to finish this up a little bit more on the other side because you've got another injury concern for Washington football team, for this Washington football team. Now we're going to be continuing to take a look at everything that we've got this Sunday in the NFL on the other side right here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Bowl Betting Guide is going to be released on Monday, and it's got everything that you need to bet smarter on every one of these bowl games, as this year's guide provides matchup data and analysis on all of them, including insights, trends, data, and predictions for you to be able to make your best bets. The guide is designed to be able to give you the edge, whether you are betting on every game, playing in contest, or you just want to find a few key high-value props. The guide is going to be dropping on Monday, so be sure to get your copy today only for $19.99. That's at Beeson.com slash subscribe as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Greg Peterson. It is officially Sunday in all the continental 48 states, so we are diving into the NFL betting board, trying to get you guys as much money as humanly possible out there on the gridiron. In the final segment as well, going to be refreshing the New York Post play of the day that I wind up having for the for college basketball as well. So we've got that. We're on a streak of three in a row. Got to try to make it four. So we're going to do our best there. And we're doing our best of being able to take a look at this Cowboys versus Washington football team game. And a big reason why I do like the Cowboys in this spot as well is because with regards to Washington, they are going to be without J.D. McKissick, it seems, as well. A report from Adam Schefter a few years, for a few hours ago, if it were from a few years ago, that would really be sad. But a few hours ago is that due to concussion, it seems like J.D. McKissick is, and I air quotes here, unlikely to play in this game. So that puts them behind the eight ball. And you just don't have a lot of weapons around Heineke in general. I actually do like what you've seen out of Terry McLaurin. He's been able to establish himself as a relatively solid wide receiver. But you take a look at Heineke. He has thrown 11 interceptions. It certainly has been... A little bit tough from. He's been able to do a solid job against some of these lesser defenses, like when he goes up against the Carolina Panthers. He's been able to do a nice job there. Even if you take a look at the game they wound up having against the Denver Broncos, he was able to throw for 270 yards, but he wound up having a pair of interceptions as well. I think that it's just not a good spot for him in general. I do think that the Cowboys should be able to take it to this Washington football team. And when it comes to the Cowboys, they've been one of your better teams over thus far. I mean, you take a look at the NFL, and you've got a lot of under teams. So in comparison, you've got a Cowboys team that has been relatively solid as a defense. Not necessarily great, but the offense certainly has been able to put up some points. But take a look at the spot. I take a look at the over, but more specifically than that, I take a look at the Cowboys being able to win this game by at least a touchdown. So I'm going to lay a four and a half to a five-year when it comes to the Cowboys. How about if we take a look at a game that has a north of a touchdown spread? That'd be the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans. Titans are finding themselves as anywhere between an eight and eight and a half point favorite, and your tallest game is anywhere between 43 and a half and 44. This is a Titans team that I've soured on quite greatly because they have a deal with all their injury woes, but they do have a little bit of good news. Julio Jones, he has been activated off of IR. What you're going to be able to get out of him in this game, that's a little bit of a question mark, but he is going to be available, and that's big because this is a receiving core that they have been taking some losses, to say the least. Without him, you are relying upon guys like Chester Rogers, Des Fitzpatrick, Nick Westbrook, Akinney. list goes on and on, and boy, it's not necessarily been a great situation for Ryan Tannehill, and as a result, he is right now in competition to throw the most interceptions in the NFL this year. With a lack of weapons, you know that Ryan Tannehill has just been completely exposed. 14 touchdowns, got 13 interceptions thus far. Starting a grand total of five interceptions in the last two weeks. If you're looking at the last five weeks in total, eight interceptions. So you're looking at a little bit of a bigger sample size. And it's just a tight team that 
I don't think that they are necessarily going to be a lock for being able to win this division because I do think that the Colts could wind up getting on a run, but I do think that the Julio Jones news is very big. But he is going to be facing off against a Jaguars team that if they've been able to do one thing well, and Urban Meyer hasn't done a lot well when it comes to coaching up this Jacksonville Jaguars team, why they are on, on, well, your guess is as good as mine, but what they have been able to get right is this front seven has been absolutely nasty. Josh Allen, when they wound up playing against the Bills, had himself one heck of a day there. Miles Jack has been able to do a relatively solid job. And I do like what you're able to get out of Malcolm Brown as well when he's fully right. He has been not necessarily been able to be the disruptor that you've seen in past years, but at the same time, I do think that he's going to be able to do a nice job of be able to clog things up on the interior. So I think that that's going to make life difficult for a Titans team that they're trying to mix and match at the Running back spot, you've got Deontay Foreman having to get a lot of carries for the team. That's not necessarily ideal. And when it comes to the secondary, maybe they will hold up with guys like Shaquille, Shaquille Griffin and company. And when it comes to the Jags, what has been really good is what they've not been doing, turning the ball over as much. Trevor Lawrence has certainly had a rough rookie season, but you take a look at it, and he's thrown one interception in the last five weeks. That has been really big for the team. Not necessarily winning a lot of games because they're on a four-game losing streak, but they've been able to hold in there. In that game against the Falcons, it was a one-touchdown game. In that game against the Colts, they wind up losing by six. They wind up getting that 9-6 to six win against the Buffalo Bills. They went across the bottom. They were able to get a win. So, I mean, while the Jaguars are still, let's call it what it is, a bottom five team in the NFL, they've been, at the very least, a little bit more respectable. And I think a big reason why is the fact that they've been able to just take care of the ball a little bit more. And when it comes to the Jaguars, a lot of their deficiencies on offensive well has been due to injuries. Travis Etienne is the guy that they were banking on to be really solid out there in the ground game. He went down before the season even started. James Robinson, when he's been out there, has been really good for the team. He's been missing the last few weeks due to ailment. He's been missing quite a few games in general, but I do think that they're going to utilize him a little bit more. He was just taken completely out of the attack in that game against the Rams. The team wound up getting down big, so he only wound up getting eight carries. But when he's been out there and he's been fully right, he has been able to give the team some good production. I think that because he wound up having a little bit of a lesser workload, not necessarily due to his own doing, but because the team wound up getting down by so many points, that's actually going to be able to help him out because you could tell in recent weeks he hadn't necessarily been looking as right. I think that you're going to be seeing the full allotment of what James Robinson is able to do. Now, I don't know if the Jags are going to be able to win this game outright. I do not want to be betting on it because Urban Meyer is probably going to find some way to be able to screw it up. But being able to get north of eight points, that is a good cushion. I take a look at the Saints team. I'm very low on them. I've always been low on the Jacksonville Jaguars. So you've sort of got a case of a bad team going up against a team that is in a little bit of disarray right now. And I do think that the Jaguars, especially with this being a spot in which they are right now getting a little bit healthier when it comes to the offense, are going to be able to put themselves in position to be able to cover this game. I like the Jaguars getting north of a touchdown in this spot when it comes to the total. Don't necessarily have as much of a lean here. I'd be looking at an under just because the Jaguars, they certainly have been playing quite a few low-scoring games recently, but I do think that this is a spot in which the Jaguars, as a 8 to 8.5 point underdog, should be able to hold in this game. How about if we go with my home state of Wisconsin for this next one? Packers versus Bears. We have seen a little bit of movement on this line, and it's actually not been too unfavorable for the Bears, which is one of the few things that have been not unfavorable to the Bears this season as you're finding them as anywhere between an 11 to an 11.5 point underdog, seeing a couple straight 12s out there as well. And your total on this game, you're finding it at a 42.5. I could easily see a game where your Green Bay Packers wind up winning this thing by like 20 to 3, 23 to 7. List goes on and on where they wind up covering the spread and they wind up hitting the under at the same time. The Packers and the Bears have both played four overs to eight unders this year. So both of these teams have been rock solid to the under. And for the Packers, Aaron Rodgers has just been precise for this team. He's done a great job of being able to take care of the ball. And when it comes to the Bears, it doesn't matter whether it's been Andy Dalton or if it's been Justin Fields. They just haven't been put into a position for success because they've got a guy at the helm that has no idea what he's doing. I mean, we're going to call it what it is. We always talk about busts when it comes to the NFL. We talk about it in the NBA. Typically, it's just a bad fit or they're just being... They're just being misutilized, or they just have a bad coach behind them in general. And I think that you could have all three here with Justin Fields. Now, the good news is for Justin Fields, it looks like he's going to be able to get back out there on the field, which is going to be able to help out the team as Andy Dalton is now the quarterback that's dealing with a little bit of an injury, which I find that to be just a little bit cruel for this poor team. But you do have the owner of the Chicago Bears on the other side, and Aaron Rodgers, and I think that he's going to be able to implement his 
duties as the owner and just take him to the woodshed. He has been able to do a great job just year in and year out against his Bears team. He's winning north of 80% of his games against them. Now, obviously, what comes into perspective is the spread here, but I mean, you just take a look at this Packers defense. They've been able to do a great job of being able to hold up. The last two weeks have been a little bit of an outlier for them, but they've observed, absorbed so many injuries, and they've been able to hold up every step of the way, and I just don't know who's going to be able to produce for the Chicago Bears team. The backfield has actually not been too terrible for this team. Whenever they've gotten the ground game rolling, they've been able to, at the very minimum, hang in game, save him Montgomery. He's been rock solid for this team. He wound up having 90 yards in that loss against the Arizona Cardinals a week ago, but I just take a look at this, and I think that Justin Fields has been put into a position to fail. I have four touchdowns to eight interceptions. It's just been absolutely putrid for him. Now, when it comes to the Packers, you are going to be without... David Bakhtiari just been dealing with injuries in general. Randall Cobb, one of the main pass catchers for the Packers, is out. But I don't think the Randall Cobb injury does really anything because we all know what the Packers are. They're going to be throwing the ball to Mr. Devontae Adams, and you really don't have a lot outside of him. I was expecting a little bit more out of Robert Tunyon this year. He hasn't necessarily been able to produce that. But when it comes to the Packers, I do think that they're going to be able to form themselves on the ground as well. Aaron Jones has been a little bit banged up. I think that he and A.J. Dillon are going to be able to do a good job because you do have... Some colder weather now in the state of Wisconsin. I am all too familiar with that. It can be a little bit miserable this time of year. I think that they're going to do a good job of being able to take the pressure off of Aaron Rodgers. And then you just take a look at this defense in general. I think that they're going to be making life very difficult on Justin Fields. I think that they're going to be blitzing constantly. I think that they're going to be able to hold up when it comes to the run game as well. I take a look at it and... You're going to need to have things go right with regards to Packers defense to be able to hit both of the under and the Packers prime. But I think that that's going to be the case. I could see the Packers very easily winning, like I said, a 20-3, a 23-7 style game. So I take a look at the under and take a look at the Green Bay Packers. Coming up next, we're going to hit some of the 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern games that is going to be coming up on this NFL Sunday next on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new product tracker now available at VSIN.com for you to be able to keep up with all the key NFL props. Head over to VSIN.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to be able to follow the trends and find the best value. You're able to do this for Odds to be able to win MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and so much more. Check out Prop Tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every single game now. And that is at VEASAN.com slash NFL. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Greg Peterson, coming at you from more specifically Circa, wonderful sports book and resort out here in wonderful Las Vegas. As We've got to talk a little bit more about the NFL games that we're going to be seeing for this upcoming Sunday. I've spent a lot of time on the 10 o'clock a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern window. So we got to give a little bit of love to the later window and why the NFL always structures it the way that they do. You've only got three games that are going to be in that later window is beyond me. I would do it a little bit more equally personally, but as we know, there are a couple more teams out there on the east slash that slash central time zone rather than the west coast slash the mountain time zone. So it is what it is. But with that said, how about if we take a look at this Lions versus Broncos game? Because if you're looking for a game with a whole bunch of question marks, you have found it. And the total, it has completely nosedived to a 42. This is a total that on the look at lines, it wound up opening up right around 43 and a half. So we've seen a tip there. And with health and safety protocol question marks with the Lions, they went from right around an eight and a half point underdog. Now you're finding them anywhere between 11 and 11 and a half. Call me crazy, but I do think that if there's a team that's able to overcome this and cover the spread, I'm not going to say that they're winding up getting a win in this spot. It is the Detroit Lions. you got a guy in Matt Campbell who's been able to, or Dan Campbell, that's been able to do a great job when it comes to this team of being able to have this team motivated, be able to have these guys up every single week. I mean, despite the fact that the Lions have been getting their teeth kicked in on a week-in and week-out basis, this is a team that's actually made you money against the spread. Now, when it comes to the guys that are going to be out, Due to COVID-19 protocol slash the flu, Jamal Williams, it does seem like, is one of them. So that means that you're going to be dealing with a skeleton crew when it comes to the ground game. It seems like Jameer Jefferson might wind up getting a couple of carries. Gordon Iwike. I completely said that wrong, but I gave it a shot. I-G-W-E-B-U-I-K-E. That guy. 
he's probably going to be getting some rushes when it comes to the scene, man. I'm sure that many of you guys are thinking the same thing. The gentleman that comes over from Northwestern from a few years ago. So, I mean, that's what you're dealing with right now. But when it comes to more of the main pieces, when it comes to the Lions, Jared Goff, you know that he's going to be able to go in this game, unless if something else winds up popping up. But he's going to be out there, Josh Reynolds, along fully Freeman. So the guys out there in regards to the wide receiver core, they were relatively spared when it comes to this. Now, TJ Atkinson, he's probably going to be out for this game, but he was supposed to be out beforehand, so this news really changed nothing. And the secondary of the Lions is relatively intact. You do, you, intact. You do have some question marks when it comes to Michael Brockers, so that is a little bit of an issue when it comes to the team, but you do have a Lions team that they've been able to do a nice job of being able to have themselves up. Now, Riley Patterson is one of the players in question as well, and and I would take out of the fold your kicker. So what I really love in this game is the under. Because this is not a toll that's going to be going up anymore. When we find out a little bit more about the Lions and what they're going to be having. It's not a case in which it's going to be like, oh boy, let's bet the over. You're not going to be finding any of that whatsoever. I like this total under. I liked it at 43 and a half. I certainly still like it at a 42. As more and more injury information and more and more COVID-19 information wise are coming out. This is a total that's going to continue to dip. So if you like me like it, you probably want to take it right now because I don't think the 42 is going to be staying out there any longer because I know it's not just the Lions dealing with this. The Broncos offense is not very good to begin with themselves. Now, Trey Bridgewater is a quarterback that I always felt if he didn't wind up getting injured while he was with the Minnesota Vikings that just gruesome injury, he actually would have became one of the, I'm not going to say elite or star quarterbacks, but I thought he would have been more of a solid quarterback, a guy that we look at in regards to being a above-average quarterback, sort of like what Ryan Tannehill was coming into this year. I've started on Tannehill myself, but I think that he'd be more in that vein. But if you take a look at this just Denver team in general, and you have been able to get quite a bit out of Melvin Gordon III. I like the way that he's been able to perform this year. Cortland Sutton on the outside, he has been solid, but Gordon, he himself has been dealing with some injury information. So, You've got just a whole lot of that is going on. It seems as though he's going to be available. It's just the fact that he's probably not going to be 100% for this game. You take a look at Melvin Gordon. And he recently has been seeing a little bit of a nosedive with his production as well. He's been able to break more than four yards per carry just twice in the last five weeks. So that's been a tad bit of an issue. You can tell that he's probably going to be probably... I would say held back a little bit more in this game. And then you take a look at the Broncos and there is a little bit of hubbub that Riley Chubb might be available in this game. I think that he's only played once, maybe twice this year. So that is going to be all about this defense a little bit more. And it's a defense that already has been relatively solid for the Broncos. Now they do mind trading away Von Miller, but even with that, you saw so many guys in this front seven that are able to do a good job of getting home. You got Kareem Jackson and Ronald Darby out there in that secondary. So I take a look at this spot and, there is certainly no way that I'm looking other than the under. I don't know if the Broncos are going to be able to get to 21 points. I certainly don't think that the Lions are going to be able to get to 21 points because now you're without DeAndre Swift along with Jamal Williams. So you've got just a big giant calamity when it comes to both of these offenses. So I look at the under. I would say that if you, like me, do think that there might be a little bit of value with the Lions, wait. We need a little bit more information before taking anything here. If you're already locked in on the Lions, well, that's one of these cases which I don't encourage double firing. I don't encourage you to now take the spread of the Broncos, even if you feel a little bit worse, because you can find yourself in a situation where you wind up losing both bets, and that would just be absolutely terrible. You don't want to be doing that. Sort of just hold your position if you want to take it. The Lions is my best approach with this, so to each their own on that. But I take a look at this game. We've seen a lot of unders in the NFL. I think that you're going to be seeing another one in this spot. So that is where I'm going to be looking at. I do give a little bit of a lean to the Lions, but once again, need more information here because as more information comes out, I don't think that the line on the Lions is going to be getting any better. This is not a case in which it's going to be like, oh boy, the Lions at 11 and a half with all these guys currently deal with COVID-19 protocols. Great spot. So that is something that I'm going to be taking a look at myself. When it comes to this game, I think that's going to be very intriguing as well. As you've got Bengals versus 49ers. When it comes to the 49ers, you're finding them in a lot of spots a very, very slight favorite. This is an under field goal line, which I always think is one of the more interesting ones. You're finding it anywhere between one and a half and two. And your total on this game, it is anywhere between 48 and a half and 49 and a half. And I'm taking a look at the betting board, and I do have to apologize 
to the NFL. You've got four games in the later window because they sort of do this rotation order and they sort of preset it. You wind up having this game get pushed back. So I apologize to the NFL. You've got four later games. That's a little bit better than three. So I will I will be a man and I will own up to my mistakes. I do apologize there, but what I'm not going to apologize is taking a look at this game and thinking that there's some good value here on the Cincinnati Bengals. When it comes to the Bengals, they certainly are dealing with quite a bit, but when it comes to this 49ers offense, I just think that there's still quite a bit of question mark with them. Now, Debo Samuel is, it looks like, going to be active for this game, but you got to figure that he's going to be a little bit more limited. So I do think that that is going to wind up hampering him a little bit when you're dealing with a groin injury and you're a wide receiver. That is one of the injuries that you don't want to be dealing with the most. Now, Elijah Mitchell in the backfield has been relatively soft for this team. They wound up having to reverse course a little bit once Raheem Mostert wound up being ruled out pretty much after three carries this season. So that certainly hurt them. And with Elijah Mitchell, whenever he's been out there, he's been able to do a solid job right around 759 yards. He is now, it looks like, going to be out of the fold for this team as well. So you've got a lot of injury information when it comes to him as well. So wind up getting back, Samuel. Elijah Mitchell is now out. So that means that Jermichael Acey along Jeff Wilson Jr. are going to be getting the carries. And that's not what you want to be seeing with regards to this team. Now, the 49ers, very set with regards to their offensive line. But at the same time, you take a look at the secondary, and it's been okay for this 49ers team. But I do think that Joe Burrow is going to be able to do a relatively solid job when it comes to the team. When I was taking a look at this line and I saw the dramatic move that we've been seeing all throughout the week, I was thinking, man, there's got to be some big-time injury when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals. And Joe Mixon is questionable for this game, but he's been dealing with injuries the last few weeks. This is nothing new with regards to the Cincinnati Bengals as he wound up playing in that game against the Chargers, but he was a little bit questionable for that game. It does seem like he's going to be as as much of a game-time decision as it gets because he's dealing with a little bit more of an illness, not necessarily the injuries that were hampering him a little bit earlier in the season, but it's sort of a been there, done that sort of thing with regards to the Bengals. Now, T. Higgins has been dealing with a little bit of an injury as well, but the big thing that you want to be looking at with regards to the Bengals, the Burrow to Jamar Chase connection because it has been absolutely amazing for the team all season long, and I think that it's going to be, once again, in this game, now it has slowed down a little bit more in recent weeks. They haven't been able to find the ends out each out of the last two. I think that this is going to be a relatively good spot against the 49ers. I do think that this is a total that is too high. I certainly am going to be taking a look at the under because when it comes to the Bengals, this is by one of the better defenses out there in the NFL. Guys like Eli Apple, Von Bell, they've been able to do a great job of being able to cover all their wide receivers. Sam Hubbard has been able to do a nice job up front. So I do take a look at it, and I do think that this is going to be a team that's going to be able to hold up against the 49ers offense that I would consider it below average. Jimmy G is a guy that I do think gets a little bit too much flack, but now he's going to have no running game to be able to help him out, to be able to take the pressure off of him. I think that it's going to cause the 49ers to be a little bit one-dimensional, and despite the fact that the money has been coming in on the 49ers, I just don't see it. I'm very willing to fade it. I'm going to be taking a look at the Bengals on the money line. Hopefully the money line price gets even better because I'm going to be taking it, and I'm going to be taking a look at the under. In the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience, we're going to take a look at my New York Post play of the day for college basketball, and just a little bit more of what I like on this Sunday. That's right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the final segment of the Greg Peterson experience right here on a Sunday morning on VSIN, the sports betting network, but I have no fear. Once I am done, we've got you covered wall to wall just all throughout this NFL Sunday. Taking a look at some live betting opportunities with shows like the Green Zone. Femi Obabefe and company are going to have you covered on Point Spread Sunday. And then you've also got the opening line show. Once everything is all done, John Von Tobel, Matt Humans, they're going to get you just set for the next week. Because as we know, when it comes to when these games wind up wrapping up, there's no money to be made on games that are already finished. So got to take a look forward. But We've got to be looking forward to a little bit of college basketball as well. My nickname is Hoops. We're going to be talking a lot about NFL all throughout the day on this network. So I've got to provide a little bit of college basketball for you guys. And we've actually got a whopper of a matchup that's going to be going down with regards to a pair of top 15 teams. That would be Baylor and Villanova. And it is the game that I wanted writing up for the New York Post today. If you wind up picking up the paper in the early a.m. slash if you go to my Twitter feed at JRSCordy1, you're going to find this one on my Twitter feed a little bit later. But with that said, when it comes to this Villanova versus Baylor game, you're right now finding Baylor as a 4.5 point favorite. And your total on this game, you're getting it anywhere between a 138.5 and a 139. And I want to make Villanova a 3 point underdog. So for the New York Post, I want to giving up Villanova as a 4.5 slash 5 point underdog. They always do this based on overnight lines. I don't know which they're going to be able to give me at a 4.5 or a 5 that is always left into the hands of the editors because they always try to do it at the time of just giving it out in general. But I like either 4.5 or 5 in this spot. When it comes to Villanova, I think that they're going to be able to do a good job of being able to hang in there with this Baylor team. It is a little bit of a battle of strength on strength. You've got a Villanova team that they've done a great job of not turning the ball over. They're going to be ranking in the top 10 in all of college basketball with regards to fewest turnovers committed on a per-possession basis. Meanwhile, Baylor, they are third in the country in steals been able to get on a per possession basis on defense. So you've got a pair of teams that do they do a great job there. But when it comes to Baylor, what I'm really souring on with regards to this team is their free throw shooting. They actually had some free throw woes when they wound up winning the national championship last year. More of them were on the road rather than at home. So you do want to be taking that into account a little bit. But when it comes to Baylor, this is a team that has a collective. They're shooting right around 65 and a half to 66% at the free throw line. They rank in the bottom 75 in all of college basketball in that category. And I do think that is going to hurt them a little bit in this spot. Now, you've got a pair of teams that they do a good job with regards to their defensive rotations as well. And both of these teams, when it comes to offensive efficiency, they're right there. Baylor's the more efficient defense. They rank in the top 10 with regards to points allowed on a per-possession basis. But Villanova and Baylor, both in the top 10 with regards to points scored on a per-possession basis. But when you take a look at this Baylor team as well, what I think is going to be interesting is what you're going to be able to get out of some of the ancillary pieces. Because we have seen James Akinjo have his turnover woes been able to give the team right around six half assists per game, but he's also committed over a little little bit over three turnovers per game. And while Villanova is not the world's greatest team at being able to nab turnovers, they have been able to do a little bit better job this year than they have in past years. You've also got a guy in Colin Gillespie that he is going to, I'm sure, 
be up for this game because you may recall that Baylor versus Villanova is a game that we wound up seeing in the 2021 NCAA tournament. As a matter of fact, in the Sweet 16, in that game, you wound up seeing Villanova actually do a really good job of being able to hang in there. They just didn't have the firepower in the second half, and they wound up having too many turnovers themselves. When it comes to Gillespie, he's been one of the top players at being able to take care of the ball in all of college basketball in recent years. And when it comes to Villanova, they shoot as a collective a little bit over 39% from three-point range, so they've been able to do a nice job of being able to knock down their shots. Now, when it comes to the battle on the glass, I do give the edge a little bit more to Baylor because you do have Jonathan Chamachachua. He's able to give you 8.2 points, 8.3 rebounds per game, but you've had someone like an Eric Dixon be able to step up for this Villanova team. Right around six rebounds per game for him. Justin Moore, he's able to give you more. Stat sheet suffer for this team. 15.5 points, 5.5 rebounds, 3 assists, a little bit over a steal while shooting 38.5% from 3-point range. So he does a nice job there. When it comes to Villanova, I think that they're going to be able to hold in this game because they themselves are able to knock down their free throws. Baylor, they've been having some deficiencies at the free throw line. And if you're taking a look at the total as well, I do think that this is going to come down to late game following. If you wind up seeing, say, a 4 or 5 point game like the bookmakers are thinking this is going to be with a minute left to go, you know what that means. Hacks. You're going to be seeing a bunch of guys going to the free throw line. One team, whoever winds up being down, they wind up giving all the fouls. They are hacking away like lumberjacks. So I take a look at the spot, set the total at 143. I'm willing to go over and for the New York Post, wound up giving up Villanova as a little bit of an underdog. We've seen Villanova get quite a few tests throughout the season. Baylor, they themselves have had a couple of difficulties. They've had that battle for Atlanta tournament, but I feel like Villanova is a little bit more battle-tested, battle a little bit more veteran, so I'm going to be taking a look there. And I'm going to be taking a look at just the entirety of the college basketball betting board for this Sunday as well, because you do have a game that involves a pair of mid-majors that I think are very intriguing, as you've got UC Riverside against Cal Baptist. Cal Baptist opened up as a seven-point underdog. You're now finding them in some places as low as a six. Still seeing a couple straight six halves out there as well. I want to personally taking a seven here with Cal Baptist. I made the line six. So this is starting to come down a little bit closer to my personal line. But when it comes to Cal Baptist, this has actually been a team that ranks in the bottom 55 with regards to total possessions per game. But when it comes to the Lancers, they've been able to do a good job of being able to knock down their threes. They've got a guy, Taron Armstrong, that at any given moment, is able to give you a triple-double as well. I absolutely love what this guy's been able to bring to the table. Right around 12.5 points, 7.5 rebounds, over 8 assists per game. So he has been absolutely tremendous for this Cal Baptist team. What I think is going to be critical in this game, just like I was talking about with Villanova versus Baylor as well, free throw shooting. UC Riverside, they shoot right around 61.5% the free throw line. Nothing makes me nervous more than taking a team laying in this pocket of like 6, 7, 8, even down to 5 with a bad free throw shooting team because you know that if it's winding up coming down to the number, UC Riverside is up like six, seven points with a minute left to go. You've got Mr. Bricky McBrick who shoots 50% at the free throw line going up there and your cover is relying upon that guy and you're just like, oh great, what have I done to myself? I mean, that happens time and time again. So it is one of those things in which I always try to avoid that. And you've also got for this Cal Baptist team, Reed Nottage, as you've got four different guys on this Cal Baptist team, giving you at least 10 points per game, six different guys giving you at least eight points per game. And with Nottage, he's able to knock down 37.5% of his threes. Now, when it comes to Cal Baptist, not a team that has been able to do a great job when it comes to really being able to grab a lot of offensive rebounds. But at the same time, overall, the rebounding hasn't been too bad with regards to assists. Her made basket, one of the best teams at being able to share the ball as well. But I do like this UC Riverside team a little bit as well because they do have Kyle McCray, who I think is going to be the best old post player in this game. He's been able to give the team right around seven rebounds per game. And I backed UC Riverside quite a bit. I think that the Big West has a lot of good teams in there in general. They're going to be able to make you some money. UC Riverside is a team that I wound up taking when they wound up playing that game against Arizona State. They wound up being able to win that game outright on that just ridiculous three-quarters court shot. And they wound up having a nice cover against Oregon earlier in the year. But I feel like both of those teams have been exposed for the, shall we say, frauds that they are. Arizona State is having a rough year. Oregon, they are much worse than we wound up expecting. So I do wind up putting a little bit of an asterisk next to those two covers. But I think that it's a good spot for Cal Baptist to be able to hang in this game. I wound up saying the Lion at six. So certainly at a seven, I like this spot. Even at a six and a half, I do think that there's some value. And like I said, I do expect there to be some late game felling. So I do wind up saying this total at a 134 right now. Seeing with regards to this total, a little bit of movement, seeing quite a few 132 and a half out here in Las Vegas, more on the East Coast. You're finding a little bit more 133 and a half, 134. So 
Even at 133.5, I do like it over, but especially the 132.5s that I'm seeing behind me, like at Circa, I'm going to be taking a look at it over myself. And when it comes to the NFL, we've ran through a few things that I really do like. I think that it's going to be another terrible week for the Chicago Bears, as I think owner Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to take over here. I'm willing to lay the 11 to 12 points with regards to the Green Bay Packers. You're seeing a little bit of movement there, but it's a spot in which I do like this total under, and I like a lot of unders when it comes to this NFL Sunday. I am taking a look at this Lions versus Broncos game because you do have all the COVID-19 information that's starting to come out for the Lions, and I certainly don't think that this total is coming up from 42. I'd wound up taking this total under a little bit earlier myself, and I think that you've still got just a ton of value with that regard. I'm taking a look at that total under. Now, if there is a game that I feel like is getting steamed down that you might have a little bit of value to the over, it's surprisingly the Seahawks versus the Texans because I do think that the Seahawks could wind up going out there. And with the way that Russell Wilson looked last week in that victory at home, I do think that this is an offense that's getting better and better. You can tell that Russell Wilson maybe was rushed back a little bit too much. The doctor said that he was good, but was he really good? I really don't think so, but... I do think that it's a good spot to perhaps be able to get a little bit of a CK over here at 40 and a half. I do think that it's gone just down a little bit too far because, I mean, this is a total that it wound up starting out in a lot of places, right? Even as high as a 44 and a half, a lot of places more like a 43 and a half. And we have just seen that thing crater. And then when it comes to this Falcons versus Carolina Panthers game, I encourage you guys to shop around, but it's a Falcons team that I've dogged a lot this year, but I think especially if you're able to get a three, there's a little bit of value here. When it comes to the Atlanta Falcons, it's a team that I am not necessarily crazy about, but I mean, we saw Cam Newton the last time this, these two teams, or the last time the Panthers wound up taking the field. He did not wind up looking good. I think that he's going to be a little bit better coming off of a bye week, but this could be another look at an under as well. But I do like the three that you're able to get with the Atlanta Falcons, and I like what we're doing over here at VSIN. We've got you covered all throughout the day on this big, giant NFL Sunday. And we've got you covered with regards to college basketball as well. That is right here on the Sports Betting Network, VSIN. This has been the Great Peterson Experience. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.